It's the Jack and Kathy Show. Ship Show. And there we go. Oh, okay, that, I think I think it. Yeah. Okay. I got my ass out of bed at like six forty-five. Nice. And then we did a little workout here in the basement. Yeah, we did a little. Uh, it's not a P90X. Yeah, it is. Beca- oh, it is? Sure. I thought the 90 meant 90 minutes. Well, no, it's 90 days. Oh, 90 days. We did. Yeah, P90X3 is the disc. Got it. Yeah. We did yeah. a challenge Old-fashioned way where you put a disc into something. Yeah. Versus streaming. I was going to say something inappropriate there. So we did a Tony Horton. Shocking. We did a Tony Horton workout. Tony Horton. Tony Horton. <laughs> I love the P ninety X stuff though. That hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. I'm glad good we're morning, doing babe. our podcast just by ourselves today. Yeah. Um well, so yeah. I, and the truth is what? We recorded it. We recorded this last night or two nights ago. Two nights ago. And it, uh my comp- so my got a brand new computer for all of this stuff that he had asked us to get to make the podcast better. For our seven listeners, eight listeners now? Sure. And uh, and so uh, screen cracked on within the first two weeks. And so we're using the old computer, and the old computer mm-hmm. can't handle some of the new software. And so it crashed multiple times. We had a really nice, I thought the podcast was great. Nothing was saved. <laughs> it's so it's such sad. a bummer. But we'll, we'll, re, we'll, it'll be new for everybody else. It just won't be for us. Yes, right? this is true. So, and you can never repeat the exact same thing, so maybe more things. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll come be, to light yeah. a little bit differently, but yeah. um, great workout this morning. It was a good workout. Tony Horton and P90X saved my lift. It was an upper body workout, yeah. so it was like pull-ups and pull-downs, and well, I can't do pull-ups or chin-ups, well, we, we so it's with the a bands, band, yeah. a band hanging from the rafters, mm-hmm. and then um, push-ups, and yeah. that the, it was 30 minutes of... yeah different variations of that you crushed it well, i don't know if i crushed it i crushed it for myself but compared to those um specimens video? those yeah. human specimens in the video They're that insane. one chick that was on there she's yeah. insane it fucking rocks damn yeah damn so anyway yeah. here we are hey. recording. so as much as i like interviewing people and mm-hmm. i do and we have so many more interviews coming up we've yeah. got uh a guy that we met through Compass. We've got a lawyer coming up, which mm-hmm. will be exciting. Possibly a woman who owns a Bernadoodle mm-hmm. um, breeder company, which we're excited about. And then certainly other couples. However, yeah, I do like just you and me on this thing. I do too. Sweetie pie pumpkin Well, we lips. deep dive into some pretty big stuff. and We do. And why don't you lead us into what, what, what? Me? Yeah. Lead us in. Well, you're the one that had the idea. <laughs> okay. So, so in the last podcast mm-hmm. that we recorded that didn't save mm-hmm. and got lost, um, you led the way. You talked for a long time. Did I know? Yeah. All right. In a good so, way. In a good way. So basically what I wanted to talk about in this one is, um, you know, I love sharing all our vulnerable moments as well because you and I can be quite silly and um, and and I have been asking that you know in our in our moments where we're not doing so well I have expressed that I'd like to go talk to a therapist together and 
Not so much because I feel like we're falling apart and we, um, you know, need need to save this relationship, but really just as general maintenance. I felt like it was healthy. And I have some friends in Colorado that years ago, um, she shared with me that she and her husband would go to see a therapist just for the heck of it, like every month or every quarter. I don't even know the timing, but it wasn't necessarily to go talk about a specific issue. But it was as if you're just going for general maintenance, like you take your car in to get the oil changed because that's what's good for the car. And so I thought, you know, that could be really good because I know that I could use some more uh, tools in my emotional tool toolbox. I don't I don't do this right every time, most of the time. But I don't do this right every time. And I I have my insecurities. I have my defensive wall that comes up. I, I can, <clears throat> I sometimes lose the ability to listen. I, um, you know, my brain can go haywire with emotion and I can't, I can't focus. So, and, and, and in this relationship with you, I'm really learning a lot more about myself and I am trying to critically, uh, objectively look at myself. I don't, maybe not critically, but objectively look at myself and and think, what could I do better? And so, um, do you didn't get my list? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I bet there is a list. Um, it's but more, it's yeah, for so different things. So I had. Um, asked you i know you had seen a wonderful therapist in chicago named linda mm-hmm. and who you hold in high regard and mm-hmm. you have worked with for a good handful of years and i said well what about linda do you think linda would see us and we weren't sure because linda obviously you are you are linda is your therapist and and there would be a natural maybe bias or um for you and there's potential that maybe it wouldn't be the right fit for me. But what I liked about the idea of Linda is that she knew you so well. And I thought that was a serious leg up on us making progress. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we went to see Linda. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty awesome. First of all, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool lady. Mm -hmm. And um, truly somebody that... I would say, oh, let's go have a glass of wine now. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, she'd be somebody you'd want to hang out with and shoot the shit with and somebody that... And, you know, I haven't seen many therapists in my life, but I th- would you say that's something that we search for, like somebody that almost reflects us? Like, does that feel like somebody... Like, mm. would you ever go see a therapist that was maybe f- fresh out of school or was maybe, maybe, you know... 20 years older than we are and you know because there's a different do you think the generational differences matter in therapy wow so this is taking a totally different angle than what we did i know that question that question just popped in my head yeah well let's flow with it because i feel like (laughs) linda is a similar age to we are and so there's a real relatability there's it's really easy to talk to her well on a personal note you know, it's not often that therapists share too much about their personal lives, and so they'll introduce some elements so that there's at least a connectivity. So, like, a, yeah, I, I feel you because I've lived that. You know, I, I don't want to be critical of someone that doesn't have kids, 
when you don't have kids, you don't know what it's like to have kids, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know what it's like to not have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like to be a woman and have a period. I'm not trying to be obnoxious with that. Mm-hmm. And so Linda's been divorced before and remarried. And mm-hmm. so she has some of her own relational experiences that I think are, are wholly relevant. Yeah. And so when you when you go back to a question that you asked... I forgot what it was. You said. <laughs> well, if the generational, if if finding someone of your like generation is maybe essential to finding the right therapist. So without, yeah, so without going too far down a rabbit hole, there was a time when um, a younger therapist, like an intern, had come in to talk to me about something. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I think I'm answering your question in a story. She's talking and talking and talking. Then I got a lot of stereotypical responses. It'll be okay. This too shall pass. You know, that kind of shit. And so. How'd that go over? Well, (laughs) so I went, do me a favor. Add about 20 more years to your life and then give me a call because we're done here. Mm -hmm. Because I, and I I feel bad now and I think about how I set up and I also know me. Mm -hmm. And so the reason Linda works so well and you, you were witness to some of it. Um, she challenges me mm-hmm. and I push back, mm-hmm. right? If I feel that like at one point she was asking a question when we were together and by the way, I want everyone to hear this cause this is really important to me. And I said this on the podcast that wasn't, yeah, we don't have, we're not there because something's wrong between the two of us. Mm-hmm. You mentioned when we, on the podcast that didn't get recorded that, and you said it just now tools in your toolbox Mm -hmm. many of which i spent years cultivating right Mm -hmm. and so in some ways without being obtuse i just have a little bit leg up on some things right Mm -hmm. so getting back to the linda part and all this she asked me a couple of questions more so just like setting questions like hey how are you feeling during this and how are you feeling during that whatever it was and if you saw i kept saying what do you mean what are you mm-hmm. asking? Mm-hmm. Because I could tell she was trying to get at something a little bit deeper, but she was just scratching it at first to get me to go deeper. And so she picked up that I was like, just go deep, go there, ask me what you want to ask yeah. or judge me, say, yeah. what you, say what you're feeling. So for me, Linda worked out of a bunch of other therapists that I've seen and even therapists that I know my kids have in some way seen because she challenged me. So that's mm-hmm. what it is for me. Age is less relevant it's intellect. As mm-hmm. long as they're, I feel they're really smart and they're not letting me get away with stuff and they're not letting my partner get away with stuff, you know, that they're getting us to get to our core mm-hmm. and being respectful of all those things. That's mm-hmm. what I like about her. Yes. Did that answer your question in four hours? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, again, love Linda. She communicated with both of us very well. She knew you very well, knows exactly how to communicate with you. And, um, but it it sounds like that, that connection you had with her that was greater though, because of some of the age things and some of her experience. I think so in, in hindsight, because I didn't ask you what Linda, you know, looked like or how old she was or any of that. I, I had no preconceived idea of whether I was going to like her or not, or Mm -hmm. what, what she would be like personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but I left there thinking she was really cool. And so I, did it meet your, uh, did our going there meet your expectations? It did. Exceed me. Yeah. It did. It did. I think it was really, um, I was very comfortable. Thank you, baby. Um, I was very comfortable and I think she was 
good at drawing out some difficult conversation from both of us. And I had some aha moments that I think uh, that were wonderful takeaways for me. Um, and I just felt sort of refreshed and renewed and I felt closer to you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. And and it was really beautiful. I mean, in contrast, I had a therapist once when I was really struggling in my marriage um, who had a personal belief, and it was a religious belief, that you don't get divorced ever. And, um, and that really shut me down, not because, um, well, maybe because I was very convinced that I was not with my life partner and and she just her goal was to fix that and she had me read i told you she had me read yeah. a book called um loving frank <clears throat> and it was about frank lloyd wright who had a um an affair with a married woman who had children and you know back then it was super scandalous and um and in the end the 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 woman and her i think her children get murdered out at Taliesin oh god yeah uh, east and i don't know it's just this horrible horrible and i i put the book down and what i was, was like what was the point of her having I was to read like, it why did she tell me to read that yeah why did she tell you to read it do you remember that if you if you I don't know. Maybe if you get divorced, you're going to get murdered. I think I, like your life will <laughs> fall apart. I, I was so upset. I, I don't think I went to see her again after that because I was like, yeah, you are not the right person for me because I am, you know, it, it took me a long time to. Give you back up just a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It took right. me a long time to stop beating myself up that I wanted a divorce this is going a completely different direction than our first so recording. different than the last time I know. but i do want to get to what we the reason for yeah. talking about the, all this you yeah. remember what that was about how going to see a therapist versus public discussion of this yes thing. so yes. i want to get there at some point yes but anyway so yeah i won't dwell too long down the divorce well you path, know but, linda but she wasn't her. the right therapist yeah for me. Well, linda asked me to read books mm-hmm I think the context was way different. It mm -hmm. was after we had gone through a series of exercises, right, where she felt that the challenges that were in front of me weren't quite as challenge, big, big a challenge anymore. Then she said, hey, I'd like you to consider reading this book. But it was very inward. And when the first book she asked me to read was The Four Agreements, mm -hmm. which just, um, if you know anything about it, it's uh, it says things like don't take things personally and um, your word is, I forget, what it, I forget the mouth course, right? In the, in the heat of doing this stuff, I'm still in workout mode. My brain and arms and shoulders are killing me. Mm -hmm. um, so, but my point is she had me read a book, but it was in context of all the things we'd been learning at this point. And she felt it would be a good introspective moment for me. But it wasn't some like Anne Frank's diary so that I'd realize how valuable life is. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit. It was more about how to live life a certain way as opposed to hearing about someone else's travails or triumphs or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. So mm -hmm. I think it's all mm -hmm. context. And, and again, for me, when you, if you want to get back to the question, it, 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 it was, I need someone to, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get in shape here. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get in mental shape. So I don't want to go to a personal trainer who says, yeah, do a push up. Great job, honey. That's not, it might work for somebody else. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. I need someone that goes, let's go another yeah. one, push another one. And yeah. so, 
that's why it works. So getting back to well, Linda, and, I'd like to know what... Yeah, I, one wh- of the great things that drove me to that idea was the tools in the toolbox, but also, you know, I've shared with you that prior to meeting you and having an emotional connection with you and having communication with you, all I had prior to you were my girlfriends. Yeah. And thank you to the universe for these women that are in my life. Cause I swear I would not yep. be the person I am today yep. had I not had them in my life and still have them in my life. Yep. And so I, I just know that I always shared with them. They were my emotionally, they were my emotional stabilization. They were my sounding board that, and when things were really shaky in um, my previous relationships, they would, they were, they were it. Yeah. I went to them. Yep. And meeting you, you and I discussed that we'd like to turn towards each other with mm-hmm. our problems. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be honest, that's hard sometimes because mm-hmm. I I was missing an outlet. I don't mm-hmm. have the perfect words to say to you every time or a solution or, or sometimes just to be like, Bleh. and um, What was that? And you heard me. No, do it again. No. Please. No. And um, and because we both we both agreed that that could potentially undermine each other. Like if I go to a girlfriend and say, you know, Jack did this and, you know, I don't want them to not look at you the same way. Mm -hmm. And so that was the other reason that I wanted somebody I needed somebody to talk to. And I love the idea that somebody already understood how Jack ticks. Because you don't tick like the average person. I talk. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> you talk. <laughs> I, I believe that because I've been on that side too where you've got to talk to somebody because mm-hmm. when you're in that kind of emotional stuck place with yourself, it's I just need someone to validate that my emotions are real, right? Right. The key thing is, at least for me, because I did the same thing. I'd run to people and say this my ex or my girlfriend or whatever uh family members whomever would listen because i was just Mm -hmm. like oh my god i just need to know that what i'm experiencing is okay and what linda taught me was twofold one my emotions are okay Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. get in touch with why am i feeling that Mm -hmm. way what's going on that Mm -hmm. um like i just listened to a brene brown thing about envy and she thought envy was anger Mm -hmm. right or resentment rather was anger just see i think i sent it to you yeah that resentment was anger and resentment is envy Mm -hmm. right and she gave the example of i thought i was mad at you because i'm working and you're going out i'm just envious of the fact that you're not working today and i am Mm -hmm. and so that's where resentment comes Mm -hmm. from right and so it's Mm -hmm. a personal thing yeah so what linda taught me was to bring that inside and what I what I set out to do with you, which I've said in all these podcasts, I was going to do everything different because you're the the only common denominator in our relationship is me, and right? I'm the only one that's been in all of my relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do things differently. So when we have conflict, I'm not telling anybody about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to solve this. We're going to figure this out, and that's did, hard. Did you in the past? Did you have a male friend or a female friend that you would? Well, they could sense something was up and I'd be like, man, the other day I just, is it weird? I mean, shouldn't she want to go to X or is it funny that they said this about me was really hurtful, Mm -hmm. right? Well, that's looking for validation. Instead, I'm going to go to you Mm -hmm. and and you've seen me do it. Kath, you hurt me. Kath, I need you to show up right now. Kath, that was a bid for connection that you missed. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that now, you're like, what in the fuck? Mm-hmm. Bid for connection. It's almost like you go to your like the dictionary. Of what's bid for connection? And I'm not picking on you. You know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can even sense in you that this is challenging for you sometimes. And so I applaud you for saying, let's go to Linda because she knows you. And the coolest thing was she was in on it. She loved yeah. the idea. Yeah, in fact, we got there, and she's like, oh, good news. I had a client that canceled, and we can sit here for two hours. Yeah, so we hung out for two hours, and and I just, we talked about this on the podcast that wasn't, so I know between the two of us, I can probably recall things that we talked about that I'm trying to pull back in, which mm-hmm. it's hard to do this mm-hmm. now, right? It's hard to mm-hmm. create that same spontaneity. Mm-hmm. The The challenge I have, if we were to start talking about people, is the way in which we do it. You mean talking to friends? Yeah, Yeah. because I get that you want to have an outlet for something because, and we even talked about it. Maybe it's a girl thing. You know, sometimes dudes do it. I don't know. I I get reluctant to go down kind of stereotypical paths. You know that about me. I just feel that if you were to go to one of your friends, for example, and say, get a load of what Jack did, Mm -hmm. they can't see me the same anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the power, if you want to talk to your friends about it, is to me the reverse. Hey, Jack and I had an argument and I reacted poorly. Do I do that a lot? Ex-friend or mm-hmm. XYZ friend rather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't X-friend. mean ex-friend. I know it came out wrong, but X, I meant the number or the yeah. letter X, but not the EX. Do I, do I have a tendency to do that? Do I have a tendency mm-hmm. to act this way? That to me is why you go to your friend. And then if they say, well, what happened? At least this is my opinion on it. If they say, well, what happened? Go, I don't want to get into the details. I just know I got upset. And, and I just want to know, is this something that I have a tendency to do? Is this something I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Because then it doesn't make it look like it's me. Right? And they may ask, hey, did he hurt you? Are you okay? Yeah, we're good. I just know I reacted a certain way. Well, could it fair? be? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm thinking to certain girlfriends that I really, really trust that, um, I don't know, we've been through a lot together. And I think girls share more than guys do. They, so they might. So, and yeah. I think my question to you is, we talked about this when we couldn't record the podcast, <laughs> that I, I just feel going to somebody and friends and and especially to friends saying things like, get a load of what Jack did yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were doing this and he said, I'm not showing up from emotionally. Are you kidding me? I've done this, I did that, I did that. The tendency for your friends, at least I'm guessing, I, I'm not, please, I'm not labeling any of your friends. Mm-hmm. But my guess would be anyone's friends would start to take your side. Why would he do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a different friend. I'm the first person that goes, well, I don't really want to know about them. What did you do? Mm-hmm. How did you handle it? What was your reaction? Because I don't know them and I wasn't there. And so that's not, you know how I talk like this. Mm-hmm. It is not fair for me to have a story you tell about with about them without them being here. Yeah. I mean, you want to tell me what you did wrong. I'll be willing to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But because, see, I just feel it puts, boy, you have a total weird look on your face right now. Like you're disagreeing with me. My concentration. Phase. Oh, I just, I would rather us grab toolbox and try to sort it out. I love the fact that we go to Linda. Um, I had immense reluctance to go. Yeah. Leading, you, were, you were a little scared that, up, that maybe well, because going to see her would uh, bring I, out. Well, I thought it was, issues. I think when people go to therapy, 
even if you go to a personal trainer, if you're trying to change, there's something wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's an odd concept potentially to say, hey, nothing's really that wrong. We mm-hmm. just want to get better. Right. So it's like going to a trainer when you're already in shape to say, I want to mm-hmm. just get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Most people don't think that way. They mm-hmm. think I'm out of shape. I'm mm-hmm. fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I get an eating problem. So when there's a disorder, they go to get order. Yeah. And so leading up to Linda, as you know, I was scared because I thought, fuck, all we're going to do is bring up stuff that maybe wasn't that big of a deal. And now it's going to be a big deal. And it's mm-hmm. going to be the highlight of a conversation because we have to have something to talk about. To, so there's something to fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was terrified of that. Yeah. And you said in the podcast that it wasn't that you had an enlightenment on something. And I wanted yeah, you want well, to recall well, that. I had a couple. I had a couple takeaways after Linda, some aha moments with um, that really helped in how I viewed something with you. So you and I, with uh, these morning workouts, I struggle, you know, short story is you wake up in the morning at 5, 5.30, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and you're ready to attack your day. You could put your sneakers on and go do a P90X for 45 minutes, and then it's barely 6.30, and you've done your workout, and you're sweaty. And and I'm, like, just hatching at 6.37, and then I don't like to hop out of bed. I go to the bathroom. I go back to bed, and I lay well, there awake this, until I'm good and awake. You hatch. Yes, this I hatch. This morning I woke up at 5.30. You set the alarm for 6.30 yesterday because you said you wanted to work out. Mm-hmm. This morning I was up at 5.30, finished the crossword, did Sudoku. Unloaded the dishwasher. Unloaded the dishwasher, mm-hmm. read the paper, mm-hmm. got the podcast set up, mm-hmm. and then you text me at 6.35 ready for a workout. So in that hour I had cranked out a ton mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge between you and I is that when I'm up for that hour and I've done all these things, six thirty, seven o'clock when you wake up, I've been up for an hour and a half and it's kind of like, where's Kathy? Where's Kathy? Where's Kathy? Mm-hmm. Where's Kathy? Come on, mm-hmm. let's play Kathy. Right? <laughs> so anyway, go back to your enlightenment. So so we have had uh, some struggles with, uh, you know, how I'll push back on some early morning. I love working out with you. I really mm-hmm. do. And when I do get my ass out of bed in the morning, I am so grateful I might kick the sand for a minute but truthfully when it's all wrapped up and it's only 7 and 30 in the morning it feels so freaking good and um but I struggle with sleep a lot of times and I have had mornings where I did not fall asleep until two three four o'clock in the morning and even then it was terrible and so when six thirty rolls around and I can't get out of bed as promised or don't want to get out of bed as promised, we have, you know, struggled with that. And, um, and during our session with Linda, you gave it a perspective that I hadn't thought of before. You know, you had moved from Chicago to Milwaukee, which is my world, essentially. And you are, um, it's all new to you. It's a new city. You don't have your friends around. You don't have your family around. You're building things, of course, but you don't have that. And so me partaking in your workout routine in the morning and making myself get out of bed occasionally to join you is really me entering your world. And that feels really good to you and you need that and I hadn't thought of that before I hadn't thought of it from that perspective and so that was one of my ahas like oh that's that's because it's his thing and and he's so much in my world that that is one little way that that's Jack's world and I need to 
participate in that with you. And see, sometimes. Yeah, no, (laughs) but, but see, I think, so let me. And that was an aha. Yeah. So let me stay on this. Did I explain that well? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, let me tie this theme together. Yep. So because there's a Linda Mm -hmm. between us, one of the things that you and I've talked about as I think something that it's, you're starting to recognize and see, cause it's not been a part of your life before was the fact that when there's conflict, mm-hmm. it's not at you and me, it's out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's easy to take the conflict very personally as opposed to saying, well, let's both look at the conflict outside of ourselves and how can we solve it that way? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I say that because you hearing me talk to Linda was me not talking to you anymore. No matter how many times I've said, I like the mornings with you. The mornings mean a lot to me, mm-hmm. right? I don't have a lot here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I might've been saying all the same things in a dance. You couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not picking on you, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. But the moment I talked to Linda about it, you weren't listening to me anymore. You were listening to me and Linda have a conversation. And so that's when it started to click. I think specifically, yes, I mean, I get your point. Do you that know my is, point is that, is that the situation, yes, you, you, just, you were an observer as opposed to an in, involver. You weren't yeah, involved. Yeah, and it was just a more objective perspective when listening to the same situation. And I will add to that that um, one of the big things was you actually saying my world. This is my world to wake up early and get a workout in. And I was like, Oh, that's his world. Okay, right. even and just that turn of phrase. Well, somehow it's, and it's interesting because was... with you, I'll say, I'll say, with you, I'll say, this is your city. I don't have anybody here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so all I have are these workouts. Mm-hmm. And so that ability to translate my world wasn't working for you because you weren't translating that. Mm-hmm. And then in front of Linda, I had to be really efficient because that's how I am with her, if you notice. Super mm-hmm. efficient with getting right to the core of it. And so I couldn't say to you, "This, you're in my world. Can you please just come into my world once in a while? Right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. So, do you, so you agree that that was really prophetic for you to be able to yes. hear that? Yeah. That so was let, really me, good. let me add to this then. Okay. I don't know that a friend could hear that the same way that you could have heard it in front of Linda. Right. Because if you had gone to a friend, a friend would be like, well, what's his big deal? He, he, you could easily see friends saying this. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's probably tough on him, but he made the choice to come up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. he knew what he was getting into and it's only an hour and a half away mm-hmm. because that's a defensive posture for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Why mm-hmm. is he getting on you about that? Why would he do that to you? Maybe a friend might say, well, if he likes working out, then just have him go work out by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, does he need you there? Mm-hmm. Do you see what the difference is between talking to a friend and talking to a therapist is? Yeah. And that's yeah, not definitely. that I'm not that I'm saying we shouldn't talk to people about things that are going on. Mm-hmm. But I believe what Linda did for me was it got me to be really succinct with what I was trying to say to you. So I could tell Linda what I was trying to say to you, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's you anymore mm-hmm. because I feel sometimes when we talk, and I think you've even acknowledged this, that you'll hear it a little bit heavier than maybe it's intended, right? For sure. But when I say the same thing or similar things to Linda, it doesn't sound quite as heavy. And then Linda can point back to you and go, does that make sense to you? And mm-hmm. you started to cry. Mm-hmm. Remember? You started to mm-hmm. actually cry because you mm-hmm. went, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was terrified to go because mm-hmm. I thought all we would do is fight. Like we would mm-hmm. bring up the tiniest of things because we felt we needed something to fight about mm-hmm. right? We, we, mm-hmm. I, that we felt we needed to solve something. Mm-hmm. 
So do you feel now then after it's done mm -hmm. that you want to do it again? Did you feel it was worthwhile? Would yeah. you change anything? No, I think it was very worthwhile, very worthwhile, and I would definitely do it again. Did you have any aha moments with me, or was it really just me having my aha moments? Well, it, it, the focus was mostly me because Linda doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. So I felt in this session, in fact, Linda even... I thought even, she was trying to be fair, though. She's like, okay, Jack, now let me hear from Kathy. Well, no, it's different, Kath, because she doesn't know you at all. So she right. doesn't have anything to draw on to say, like, well, that sounds like that's your ex coming out in you. Mm -hmm. Like, she did that with me a lot. So it's not that she wasn't looking for your point of view or your opinion. That's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. For me the focus felt more on me mm -hmm. mostly because she knows you. And Linda even said at one point, I don't know you yet, Kathy. Yep. So we're going to probably Jack. Cause at one point I even said, I feel like this is all about me right now and I'm not yeah. liking this. Right. Yep. Cause I'm comfortable enough to say that. I, don't, yep. I do not feel like I'm feel like I'm wearing this whole conversation and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And Linda said, no, I get that. Just that right now I don't know Kathy. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, I've, I, I don't know. Did I did I have an aha moment that we talked about? I had an aha moment in the store the other day. That's what I remember talking about. When we were in Menards? Yeah. Searching for the, the wood? Yeah. yeah. I, and I think that maybe is born out of all of these conversations mm -hmm. with us, with Linda, everything. Mm -hmm. You seem like you're a little distracted right now. What's going on? What do you mean? You just seem like you're thinking something or I processing. What are you processing? Our conversation. Oh, is it just, <laughs> is it going in a direction that's okay? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. You it's sure? Been, it's been a few weeks since we saw Linda, so there's some recall, actually. Like, but, what um, do you mean? Recall challenges? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, recalling. There was another aha moment that I was trying to recall. You were on fire remember. the other day that the podcast that we did couldn't record. You were on yeah, fire. two days ago. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> I we, we got to get close to wrapping up here. Do you yeah. do you want to do it again? For sure. Okay. How about you? Do you want to do it again? Yeah. If you find it valuable, I do. I think I do. Okay. I mean, even if it's quarterly, you know, in a year or every two months, every other month or something. Okay. I think it'd be really helpful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you're the one that said you want to get a toolbox, so I don't know what your frequency is. That's why I'm asking. But I don't know either. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe if there's moments where we have an emergency. Well, see, that's what I don't want alert, to do. Red alert. No, but, that, but it's good, isn't it? No, because no? if you have an emergency, so I'm going to give you an, an analogy. A okay. pipe bursts, and we don't have all the tools. So now i got to go run to Home Depot. i got to go get them. I don't... The whole point of this podcast was to talk about how we don't go to a therapist because we're having a breakdown. We're going because we're trying to get well, in sometimes shape. sometimes you might, though. What's wrong with that? I'm not saying we go then, but I don't oh. want that to be... It's not a crutch. But it might prompt... But it sounds different than... This is going to go live to everybody. It, okay. It, and I would love if everyone's like, no, Jack, you're misreading it. <laughs> But it sounds like you wanted to start this because you need tools in the toolbox, and now you're leaning toward, yeah, maybe the next time we go is when we have a crisis. I'm I want not... the next time to go because we go, we need more, we got to keep working on the tools. So I would prefer to go once every other month. Yeah, we're I would constantly, like that cause, too. Because I don't want to go to a trainer only because I've got a wedding to plan for, right? Or I've got a, a, an event to go to. I want to go to a trainer to get the tools. And if you feel that both of us or individually don't have all the tools... 
you don't go to home you go to home depot more frequently you get all that stuff you get training you learn because then when the emergency happens it's not as big of a deal well i i agree okay. i'm not saying that that's not true okay. i all. just got the impression from your reaction that so i read that wrong then that you're saying let's do both. i i would say that i'm not i'm not trying to move away from what i said earlier about tools in the toolbox i uh Maybe we'll have, I mean, listen, we are joining lives together and kids together and family together. And you and I have been pretty damn good about working stuff out and seeing Linda is um, icing on the cake of our relationship. But who's to say, what if we do down the road have some something big and we need outside, we need bigger guns to help us? Yeah, no doubt. I'm so not denying that. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I just so. I just don't want to have the next time we go to her, if this is important to you, be because there is a crisis. Right. No, I think it's actually healthy to go when there's not a crisis. Yeah. Yeah, because fixing up this house is an analogy. I mm -hmm. know how to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So if something breaks, I know how to fix it fast. Yeah. Because I've been around fixing things yeah. for a long time. And I don't want... That's the toolbox analogy, right? Yeah. And when you're in a healthy state and you're working on that toolbox... You are just more objective. You have, I, I certainly, I'll speak for myself. I have a calmer mind. I can think more clearly. And really what I need to do is I need to almost rewire my, my pathways and the way I think, the way I process, the way I get emotional. I need to almost rewire that. Well, Jay. And that's going to take me some, pra take some practice. Yeah. That's, Yeah. And Jay mm -hmm. Shetty talks about the best time for couples to talk about fights is when they're not fighting. Mm -hmm. to exactly. Try, to try to, because you, that was you, a more concise you practice, way of you actually, what I was trying to you say. actually yeah. practice fighting mm -hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Can you pull right. up? We got a Gottman thing. Okay. I don't have my phone with me. Well, I know. You silly. Thank goodness you have the app. But what was our question the last time? And it was a good one. It was uh, about what is the perfect house oh something? yeah yeah good memory you forget all the other stuff but you remember the gottman question that's right you're the best <laughs> um, you just you remember the question you don't need to look it up yeah right yes you're still gonna look it up though no um yeah it was what does the perfect house look like to you yeah which is interesting because we do it right now mm-hmm we have the perfect house right now. No, I mean, we talk about what a, what we like in homes and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. Home is, is a huge part of what you and I are creating together, not just from We believe a, in home. <laughs> this is true. Seriously, that's our we tagline. Are, we are basing a lot of our life and relationship um, around home. And, you know, me being in real estate and us joining forces in the remodeling world and then really just building our home together to live in as a couple and to grow our lives together. So the perfect home to me um, is very light filled. I love the idea of having some green space around the house, you know, like right now we're in a beautiful house in Whitefish Bay, but you know, it's a neighborhood where you really are on top of each other. And that can be wonderful sometimes when we've had to go next door and borrow tools from Marty or to borrow Marty himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, but the idea of having a little more space between myself and my neighbor sounds absolutely lovely. Just a little more privacy. Although I don't want to be in the country, mm -hmm. you know, 
but I like a little bit of civilization. Mm-hmm. And so, but a light-filled home and then the perfect size home because that is just enough bedrooms where the 12, kids can come over. Feet. Just a minimum of 12,000 square feet. And um, no, probably around 2,000 square feet yeah. is a good size house. What's this? This is about 2,000 With the basement? Uh, with the basement. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a good size. It is a good yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect size home. And then. Can I say something to that yeah. real quick? So High ceilings. High, yeah, definitely higher ceilings mm-hmm. than what we have in the basement. Um, I just, this just popped into my head about the mm-hmm. size of the house because our kids are all grown and older. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this sounds kind of corny because we could have a bigger house one day, right? We could have hallways that are two people wide and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. I kind of like it when our kids have stayed here and you kind of bump into one another a little bit in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Do you know in a mm-hmm. weird way that's a mm-hmm. fun form of connection? Because they're, they're not little to, anymore, they're right? They're forced to interact with you. Yeah, I know. I kind of like mm-hmm. it. I kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is an interesting form of intimacy, right? Yeah. Of emotional connection, right? Yeah. Just kind of bumping into someone. Um, anyway, sorry for interrupting. Okay, you go. What's your perfect Just house? windows. We've talked about it forever. I would yeah. just, I'd like floor-to-ceiling windows. I, you know, My dream house always had a was like a, a an airplane hangar where the ceiling was all glass windows and the walls were windows and oh yes and creative space We've and in creative about yeah that, like you, you big, mentioned creative open, space creative where we could space. really we so I always see a, mm-hmm. a barn as a substitute for mm-hmm. something internal but you know a place where you could play music and you said you always want to fix up furniture and mm-hmm. reupholster for example so mm-hmm. but for me the structure of the house has windows that's what I love about this house is that when we took down the wall between the kitchen and the dining room. Um, the whole house is in, in just immersed in in light, mm-hmm. even when it's cloudy all day. Mm-hmm. We don't have to turn on lights mm-hmm. if we don't want to. So that's always mm-hmm. huge for me. Just light. I just need. Yeah. I need light. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, nice podcast. All right. That was it. I, I enjoyed us doing our. I enjoyed us doing our thing. Yeah, this was you awesome. do too. Very much. Okay, what well, we right. always say. Peace. Peace. Jack and Kathy shit show <laughs> outro take six hundred and fifty-two. You just listened to another episode of the Jack and Kathy shit show. Our senior producers are me. Hey, and me. This episode was produced, engineered, and mixed by the amazing Key Honar. Email your questions, comments, or interesting relationship stories to Jack and Kathy shit show at gmail.com. That is Kathy with a C. Be sure to follow and like our marvelous shit show on Instagram and TikTok at Jack and Kathy Shit Show. Apparently, liking and following is a thing. It is? Yeah. This episode was produced by Pint Productions 2022. Point!